player 2 has joined the game. Hey yo, what's up everybody? Welcome to episode 309 of the Two Player Co-op Podcast. As always, I'm one of your hosts here, Kevin, along with my brother from my mother from very far away, Sean. How are we doing? Fantastic. Uh, if you can hear my dog barking in the background, that would be Barkley aptly named. If this is the first time you're ever seeing, hearing, or listening to us, this is the two-player co-op podcast where just about every week, two brothers get together to tell you everything you need to know about in the world of video games. If you like that, make sure you like the video, subscribe, share it with your friends, family, and everyone in B. Twixt. If you really like us, you can go to patreon.com slash two-player co-op where for just a dollar, you become a booster where you get the podcast live on YouTube one day early before the rest of the entire world gets it. $3 makes you a sponsor where you also get a bonus episode every month. $5 makes you a producer where you can also watch us record the podcast live on YouTube as we are doing right now. $10 makes you an affiliate where you get a monthly Q&A episode unless people don't write in with any questions and then we have no cues to A. <laughs> And then $20 makes you a partner where you can choose the bonus episode topic and record with us if you so choose. Some of our patrons deserve a shout out, just like our affiliates, James Solar. Make sure you check out James Games and more on YouTube, Sarah Solar, John Tingley, Derek Bamford, and Mom. Mom, I'm sure you're in the chat. As well as our producers, Steve Appleton, Aunt Sue, Dustin Downs, and Chris Peralta. Also, make sure you check out PS Rewind on YouTube as well. If you like cool t-shirts and the like, you can go to teespring.com slash stores slash two player co-op. Um, so Sean, did you, were you able to sign into Gmail? I guess I got a notification. I mean, yeah, Google. yeah. Okay. Um, how are we doing, Sean? Not great. I can tell. Uh, been better. Yeah. Got a little. Eyes a little pink, a little too much pink in the old eye. God, it looks um, horrible. Okay, so was it crusty here? It was disgusting. So last oh. night, so it was bothering me all day yesterday, but it wasn't red, but it was kind of watery. So I spent all day just like rubbing it, wiping it, and whatever. Ugh. And it was just like hurting by the end of the day. Like I had like rubbed, I mean, it didn't look that bad, but like it just felt like I had just rubbed my eye or like my eyelid raw. Like raw. Yeah. And it was just uncomfortable. But I'm like, maybe it's not pink eye, even though it had been through the whole family. So I should have known better. So I put some visine in it. I popped a Zyrtec thinking maybe it was just some weird <laughs> allergy thing. I'm like, we'll see how it is in the morning. Then the morning came and I had Noah's deal where I couldn't like, open my oh, eye. Oh, it was oh. disgusting. And like, uh, like I was uh, just trying to like uh, open it, and then I was trying to do this, and it oh, still that's... wouldn't go. I'm like, I'm what like, I know frick? it will open. I'm like, no, I'm just gonna get in the shower. So I like turned the water on pretty hot and just stuck my face in it and just started, you know, whatever. And I eventually got to where I mean, if you had a sensitive stomach, I'm sorry, but it was disgusting. I I was picking like goop out of my eyelashes and stuff it was horrible did you have to um, did you were you able to work from home today i hope i worked from home yeah i'll probably go in tomorrow just because but i don't really know why because i didn't go in today not 
for my sake so much. Like I wasn't exactly comfortable today, but it wasn't that bad. Once I started putting the antibiotics in it, it hell, I mean, it still looks terrible, but I feel mm-hmm. a lot better. Um, it'll probably be disgusting again in the morning. Hopefully no worse than it was today, but like, I'll probably go to work tomorrow, but if I stayed home today, I don't know why I would go in tomorrow. I didn't go in, not for my sake, for other people's sake. And right. I'm still going to be contagious tomorrow. So I don't know. But in my mind, I don't know. Pink guy is kind of a lame excuse to miss work. Um, well, you are contagious for until 24 hours after you start drops. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I thought it was just you were contagious as long as you had it. No. our When we got... Uh, when Noah had it a while ago, sorry if I hit the mic. Um, yeah, they told him it was 20. He could go back to school 24 hours after he was on the medicine. Yeah. Okay. So I guess I will be fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got a little bit of a cold too. I got a sore throat. I had the whole, I don't know if that stomach bug went around everywhere for all of y'all watching and listening, but it went around our family with a vengeance around Christmas that knocked me out for a couple days. I've been just not great for the last few weeks. Um, I don't know. It's one of those things where I'm like, I feel like I haven't been 0% sick in like months. And it probably hasn't been that long, but it sure feels that way. Well, my back is still jacked up from, from my stupidity thinking I was 20 years younger than I was at the trampoline park. Um, but yeah, I was that way too. I was just like, I would wake up in the morning and I'd be like, oh, my throat, <clears throat> spit up some stuff. And then like, okay, I wake up, I feel better. And then at night I feel like crap. And then the other day, a few days ago, like two days in a row, I woke up feeling like I had the worst sinus headache ever. And there was all this pressure right here. And my head was killing me. And I'm like, what is happening? Jess has been sounding like she smoked for 40 years the last few days. It's just like, yeah, no one is healthy. We're all, nobody's yeah. like sick, sick, but nobody's healthy also. Right, yeah. So has Brittany, um, I guess she hasn't come down with it? I don't know why so, this waited a week, like a week and a half. I don't understand what the hell happened. So she had a bad head cold last week. Okay. And like horrible sinus pressure and stuff. And her both her <laughs> eyes looked like this. Oh. I'm pointing at both my eyes. Both her eyes looked like this one. But she didn't have any of the like goop and crusty stuff. It was just red and from as far as she could tell online, and she texted Aunt Sue. Shout out to Shout out. patron Aunt patron. Sue. Yep. Um, she said, Aunt Sue said, and Brittany also saw online that that can happen with like crazy when you have real bad uh, sinus issues, and they just get hmm. so like inflamed that it's oh. like, bugging your eyes out, and so like her eyes were like super red and bloodshot. They looked terrible, but there was never like the goop or anything so i don't know if it was pink eye i think they were just red from sinus pressure but that also seems too coincidental so i don't know but she never (laughs) took drops or anything like that and it still went away relatively quickly so uh, i don't know but yeah it sucks this is my first eye first eye first time uh having pink eye in 38 some odd years of life i had to having kids that's yeah. Uh, I I've just 
Ah. I'm rarely used to get sick, but I feel like ever since we've had kids, obviously yeah, they bring stuff home and it's just like nonstop now. Um, I had pink eye one time in college and it was there for like three weeks. It was horrible. And the only thing they could think of is like, you got to wow. stop going to the gym for a little bit. Like you're, you're, you're lifting weights. That's just disgusting. And then you're wiping the sweat off you and you're probably getting in your eyes. And that was horrible. Um, so I just yeah. looked up the incubation period and for viral conjunctivirus, the onset of symptoms can range from virus. Is that what I said? for uh it can range from 12 hours to 12 days so there you go holy crap but again that's viral i don't think this is viral i think this i don't is know bacterial but that's only 24 to 72 hours it says so why the heck is everybody getting it like weeks after we were all together yeah i don't know that's weird it's weird well webmd if you want to sponsor us we're available <laughs> um I got some banter. Okay. With the witty variety. Well, that's good because we don't have a whole lot to talk about. So let's banter. Let's have a little coffee uh, talk. Coffee talk. Um, Water talk. I want to talk about tips with mm-hmm. a P. Tips. Um, I don't think that, I don't think anybody heard the other. I just thing. want to make sure I, I enunciated properly. That would be um, a whole different podcast. I want to start off by saying I think I'm a pretty good tipper. Um, always tip at least 20%. I mean, unless the service is just god-awful, I'm a 20% mm-hmm. tipper. That's not my problem. My problem is, and I think it's a product of COVID, and to some extent I get it, but I think people are going overboard with the tipping now. And I don't like it. I feel like servers... Yeah, I know they make like $2 an hour or something crazy. Like they live on tips. I know where you're Now going. you've got people like Subway. If I order Subway on the app, they like, oh, do you want to add a tip? Zero isn't even an option unless you go to other and just type in zero. So I'm Dude, like, I was going to say Subway. If I'm, <sighs> if I'm doing zero, I, I kind of feel bad, but it's not no. like I know they're making minimum wage probably, but they're... You've got to imagine they're making, I don't know, 10 bucks an hour, something like that. Not two, like a waitress. But I feel like the fact that I have to go out of my way to make it zero, A, kind of makes me feel like an a-hole. And B, I don't really like it on their part. Um, I also don't like that you do it ahead of time. If I'm going, if I order takeout and they give me the receipt, I pay, there's a spot for tip. I usually tip even on takeout, not 20%, but you know, 10% or so, which again, I don't think I ever really did before COVID. Um, but then COVID just blew everything up. I'm like, nah, we, we got a tip. We have to keep some of these places open. I get it. I don't have a problem with that. But that's at the end. With Subway... I almost feel obligated to tip, even though I don't usually, because I'm like, don't screw up my order. See this and bake. Yeah. Oh, this guy didn't tip. Let's go ahead and wipe a booger in his sub. Like, I don't (laughs) think they would actually do that. But at the same time, I'm like, ah, I don't know. I I always feel weird about it. I guess the easy answer would be just tip. But yeah, but uh, no. The other thing, look, the other thing I don't like. This is why I hate being remote because there's a delay. Okay, hold on. Let me say my thing about Subway and then you go. 
I go to Subway a lot, not really to eat, but because it's right next to School of Rock where Nick and now Casey are going for lessons and stuff. Um, And like some they'll they'll want to get a drink or a cookie or whatever. And they'll the dudes will be over there making sandwiches and stuff. And I just walk up front. They're like, hello. I'm like, yes. Hi. I I just need a drink and a cookie. Okay. And they come over and they're like, yeah, you know, 279, whatever. I'm like, okay. And I go to put my card in and it's like 10%, 15%, 20%, no tip. I'm like, eh, no tip. You're All you're doing is giving me a Coke and you're taking a cookie <laughs> and putting it in a bag and giving it to me. Not only that, yeah. I don't tip. If if I'm going through, if I'm going to Booyah's or something, I ain't tipping. That's not, to me, that's, there's a difference between that's not a service. Like you're making my food and you're giving it to me. And then I'm going to sit and I'm doing everything else myself. I, I don't tip for that. But I have gotten, right. I, I'm to the point now where I usually do around 25% when I, when we go out to eat or something, but something like, like Subway or Booyah's or any like Chipotle, anything like that. I'm not tipping. Like, I don't want to sound like an a-hole, like you said, but like, I don't I, like you're, you are doing your job. If it, It's not like at AT&T when I worked there and I sold someone a cell phone and got it activated and everything and gave it to them that I expected a tip. If that makes sense. I don't know. Those are my thoughts. Yeah. The other thing that made me think of this, and it was when I got my haircut the other day, um, and I have no problem tipping with a haircut, but it's yep. what made me think of it. Because all these places now ask for a tip or go, I mean, maybe even just expect a tip, they always do the same thing. And I don't know why it bothers me, but it does. You put your card in, whatever, and then they're like, Oh, uh, it's just going to ask you a question. I'm like, I know what the question is. You're allowed to say, "Hey, it's going to ask if you want a tip," but nobody Do you want wants me to, cl- to say that. Yeah. So they always just say, oh, "It's going to ask you a question." Like as soon as they say that, I'm like, "Well, okay, we all know what that question is. Just say it. It's going to ask if you want to leave a tip. Just the, come right out and say it." The best part is when they say, uh, "Do you want to close that out for twenty two dollars or whatever?" I'm like. No, do it for, you know, 27, whatever it is. Like, like, no, I know that's, you're not asking me if you're like, again, just say it, just say it. Is there anything else you want to leave on that? Do you want to leave a tip for the hairdresser, for the barber, for whatever, like blah, blah, blah. That is one thing I've gotten much right. better at since I stopped going to supercuts. Obviously I'm not going anywhere right now. Hopefully that'll change. Um, my, my lady was all booked up, but she does a good job. I pay more for my haircut there, but I also tip more. I, I was used, I was always like for probably- uh, Nikki's haircuts for boys and men, not boys, two men, but, um, <laughs> she's right here in, you know, whatever it's called in Collierville. Um, and she's great. She obviously only does male haircuts. Um, she's a really sweet lady and she does a great job. Do you get so to like, sit like in a fire truck. No, that would be cool. Or an airplane. Um, but no, she's great. And like forever for like 35 years of my life, I think like I would just go to supercuts or sport clips or whatever. And whether the haircut was like $10 or 18, I was like, Two bucks. I'm gonna give you two bucks. I don't know. I don't know what what am I supposed to do on a haircut. I don't know. But I've gotten much better at tipping on haircuts now. But that took me that yeah. took me quite a while to get to that point in my life of maturity or something. I go to uh you go to the eighteen eighty seven okay, yeah. <laughs> Close. The order. Um Oh, that's what it yeah. That's the sequel, eighteen eighty seven. We're probably never gonna get it now. And uh it's a little I mean, it's not crazy. I only get my haircut every probably six weeks or so. Yeah. Um, But like they do the nice, like they do like the hot 
uh, towel on the neck and they do like the straight razor thing to clean up the neck, which is always nice. And then I have them like shampoo it and they always do like hot towel on the face, like all those little things they, they add up. I'm like, I'm okay paying a little more for a little. How much does it cost there? Uh, I think it's like 25 and then I usually just do five bucks for tips. Okay. Like 30 bucks. Mine's 25 and I leave five. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. But like, I found like the right, like, I know exactly who it took me a while, but I go three months. Jeez. Um, I I'm over the lady that I like, I know I can just go see her and it's basically on to the point where I'm like, you know what to do. And like, we don't need to go through the whole rigmarole, just do it. And but yeah, if she ever leaves, then it's like, well, now I got to start the whole process all over. I got to find, you know, try different people. And find I swear to God, wasn't this like, a Seinfeld so. episode? Yeah. With the guy. Oh yeah. When he's like, Jerry, Jerry has been here. Enzio. Enzio. That was his name. Enzio. I think. Yeah. Or and and I think it was Enzio, or is that, or am I just thinking of Assassin's was it just, Creed? Yeah, I was gonna say, was it just Enzo? Maybe it's. Or Enzo. Am I thinking of Enzo Amore? Oh God, that's what that dude's name was. I forgot what that little punk's name was. I, I saw a big cast, whatever his name is now on AEW, and I was like, what was that little guy's name that was a jackass? Was yeah. that it? Is that who I'm thinking of? Enzo Amore. What the hell are we talking about? Tip now it. there okay. was a guy I went to in Connecticut. Um, James hits 25 with a tip. Okay. I don't even know how it's physically possible, but this it was like an old school. This guy was probably like 70 years old. He was an old school barber kind of guy. And he cut my hair, but he cut it with a straight razor. I knew you I don't were know how he, yeah, I don't how? even know. Like I couldn't even tell what he was. There was no scissors. It was literally <clears> like, he just would go. John, you have not missed anything. <laughs> <laughs> we've been talking about pink eye and haircuts haircuts and tipping minutes. wait have you ever had have you ever let anybody shave you with a straight razor i can't do it it scares me too. no but i kind of want to but i'm no, like i, I can't, can't really grow a beard but that's another thing that i'm like it's almost more just for like i also don't think i look good clean shaven i feel like i look like a 12 year old so i kind of like having a little bit of stubble mm-hmm. so i don't know that i would even like how i looked after <clears throat> i have, I would have no problem with it but i'm like i feel like it's kind of wasted on me i'd be fine up here and again obviously if you can't grow but yeah here, if they start taking a razor it's like, this it's this crap like, i'm oh like God. <laughs> like i would tense up and then they'd be like Smack. oh and it's over it's just done it's like that one guy remember that guy in that in that nhl game that got freaking kicked clint malarchuk i cannot believe did you just make up that name no that's him okay I, I cannot. I still can't believe he survived that. That is one of the scariest. Other than what happened to Demar, that's the scariest thing I've ever seen in sports. Like, yeah, the foot went up and he just immediately did. He grabbed it and it was just like, boom. I, I just don't know how he didn't like. Oh, God bless our medical professionals because I don't, uh, man. How about people who deserve a tip? <laughs> yes. And did you see Demar went home to Buffalo? Yeah. So awesome. I gotta I gotta assume he's gonna be at the game. Like that that place is gonna be insane. I have a place that cuts hair for fourteen dollars. I'd pay him twenty for being cheap. I see I like that. Nice. Yeah, I that's like not that. bad. But yeah, I'm going on I think I'm at I might be at nine weeks now. 
So I'm getting it cut. Yeah, goalie for the Sharks. That was the scare. Oh, God, I'm getting the heebie-jeebies. I'm at nine weeks, so I think it'll be 10 weeks by the time I actually go next week. So I'm almost at James's three months. Yeah. Because I got it does cut. not look like it's been growing for 10 weeks. That looks like you could have like almost shaved your head and it would look like that after 10 weeks. Well, this and this is why I, I want again, I want Captain America's hair. It's never going to happen. I want to grow my hair out. It's never going to happen. Or Uncle Jesse's hair, but it's all just too thick. It, it just it won't work. Um, But it does seem Bradley like it. Cooper. That ain't happening. There's no way. My hair does grow. It, it does seem like it gets to like a plateau in the puffiness and everything. And then it just kind of chills. But yeah. like, like if I were to put it down. Okay. I look like Toby in Spider-Man three now. It's kind of long. <laughs> it's uneven. You look, you look like a beetle. <laughs> I look like I get a freaking okay. I can't <laughs> there. Yeah, whatever. This is for this is for the ladies. <laughs> I get all that hair. I look like stupid Dustin Star is what I look like. You I don't have like that much of a pompadour, but it looked better before. In, I don't know what's happening. Not in terms of the color, but you look like Jimmy Johnson, Batman. Jimmy Johnson, the race car yeah. driver. <laughs> no, the football coach. Oh, the Not, I mean, obviously you're. Yeah, but it's just like it's like a hair helmet. Like it doesn't look like it. Like yeah, but my hair moves. His hair wouldn't move. That's <laughs> true. All right. Yeah, it's gonna Nikki when I go see her. She's gonna be like, "Woo, Kevin, I told you to make an appointment when you left your last time." I'm like, "Yeah, I know, I know." It's like now I was like, "Don't don't make me feel like I'm going to the dentist. I'm gonna get yelled at. I, I don't I don't need that." I don't need that. Memory. That's the funny thing. When I think back to Cindy back in New York yeah. and like we would get a haircut and then mom would just schedule a haircut for four weeks away. Like we just always had a standing appointment for a haircut. Now I'm like, eh, I need a haircut. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm good in two days. Like, I don't know why we were always making an appointment. Like before we left from our last haircut, we already had our next haircut scheduled. And we never got a good haircut. That's not on Cindy. That's on us. But I, my hair, oh my god! Until I finally, do you remember? Like, do you remember the place we went before Cindy? All I remember is it was in some lady's basement, and I fell down the stairs once. And the stairs were like carpeted. Yeah, I went in like a weird, like orange carpet. I kind of remember. Do you remember that? No, all I remember is Cindy. No, we went somewhere before Cindy, and I, I think no I fell down memory. the stairs one time. You were a klutzy ass kid. You know that? Mm-hmm. Falling downstairs, running into couches, peanut butter, my bike and <laughs> snapping my arm. Yeah. And then you're like, hey, look. Your whole <laughs> arm just, ugh. I remember freaking out. It was just a broken arm. But when Brent called, Brent was like, um, Kevin, um, he was basically making me think you were like dead. He's like, Sean, um, <laughs> It was so, so, and then I was like, what? I'm coming home. My brother, my, I must save him. In my sheltered childhood, I don't think I'd ever seen like a broken bone before. I knew you could break a bone, but I thought it just meant like a crack. And when my arm was like, I was like, oh, that that's not, I mean, yeah, it's obviously a broken bone, but like, I remember in my head at the time, I was like, I are they gonna have to cut my arm off? Like, 
I'm just like, that was the first thing that went through my head. I'm like, obviously my bone is broken, but like, it's like, like broken, broken. And I don't know if you can fix that. Obviously they could and did, but in my head I was freaking out. Cause I thought, were you ever cut my arm off? Yeah. Were you ever worried you were going to have a, a compound thing? Like it was going to come through the skin. That's, I would have freaked out I, about that. I don't know how I didn't. Yeah. Like when I wasn't paying attention, you know, I was holding my arm like this. And then I think I just, I don't know, had a brain fart and stopped paying attention. And I let go and my arm literally just went folded Uh, over. It is. You've never told me that. I did not know that. Oh my God. Or I I just blocked it out. It probably didn't go all the way, but it started to and I like (laughs) caught it. But I mean, it went. 90 degrees at least i would say and it was such a it's probably the most pain i've ever felt in my life but it was such a weird i don't even know how to describe it it was like a combination of sharp and dull pain at the same time it was the weird is like i mean i i almost wanted to pass out when i did it (laughs) like it hurt so bad i'm almost surprised you could uh, feel it i'm surprised you didn't just go into shock or something well when i when i broke it i didn't feel it i didn't feel uh, thing. Okay. i heard it it was it sounded like a gunshot and um this is what you get ladies and gentlemen when we have a podcast when it's the slow news week to cover. You, you get a um, um, you get an episode of the game over greggy show slash collins <laughs> new show constellation inside of a video game podcast yeah but yeah it sounded like a gunshot i didn't feel a thing and I like kind of like sat up and I was looking at my bike. I was expecting to see my bike snapped in half or something. I'm like, oh, everything looks fine. And then I like saw out of the corner of my eye that my my arm was like on the ground. And I was like, and I was just like, and I like grabbed it and ran in the house. And yeah, that fun oh. times. I never broke. The, the closest thing was when I cracked my ankle or broke my ankle. You know, my last game of somewhat competitive basketball I ever played nine years ago. And I heard it and felt it. I just was running. I was dribbling across the lane. I didn't even step on anybody's foot. I just stepped wrong and it rolled and I heard pop. And I was like, ow, okay, I'm out. Mm-hmm. And I went over and took my shoe off, which probably wasn't smart. And it just immediately was, you know, it was a, a baseball under there, if not a softball. And I was just like, oh, damn. Okay. And then the swelling went down and, you know, it turned purple and stuff. But I was like, oh, it's perp- the internal bleeding. It's just, yeah, I got a real, I, I, I diagnosed myself that I had a grade three sprain, like a really bad tear almost all the way through, but it's just a sprain. Something just popped. That was the sound I heard. I'm okay. And also I had to start a new job the next day. So I was limping around the office like a peg leg. Really? Um, that was when I started it, my job before this job. And, um, yeah, I didn't get it looked at for a month. And then after a month, it still hurt. They're like, yeah, they're basically like, you idiot. Yeah, you uh, you broke your ankle. And there's nothing we could do now. Like, you could put on a brace and just kind of try to keep it straight. And I've had issues with it ever since. So if you if you get hurt, if you break something, go go get it looked at. Don't be an idiot. Think, would the an other idiot thing, do this? And if they would, do not do that. Don't thing. do that thing. Uh, one more thing. I was in college one time. We were having a party at the house. I was very drunk. And we had, so our stairs, there were stairs from the kitchen going to the second floor. And it was like one step, two steps. So that second step was like a landing. Then they turned 90 degrees and went up the rest of the way. Oh, God. And 
I was drunk. I think I ran upstairs to go grab this crazy orange wig I had. I don't know. So I tripped and fell. I was fine. But I was like laying like on my stomach kind of up those first two steps. And then this guy, <laughs> we called him Eric Longeman, but that was not his name. His name was Eric something else. Nothing like Longeman. Is that like how we call and, lasagna lasagna, even though his name doesn't even start with a But L? it's not even close to that. And we asked our buddy Luke, um, like, I don't even remember, like, is that his, for some reason we asked, like, is that actually his name? And he said, no. And he said, well, why did you call him that? And he said, I don't know, but it's not his name. So I don't even feel bad using his first and last name because it's not even his name. But Eric Longeman, uh, he like ran up to me and pretended to do like a Hulk Hogan leg drop, but like landed with his butt. And so like all of his weight on, remember, I'm like face down. So it was like on the back of my like ankle bone. I was going to say, did you get curb stomped? And so it just like my ankle just like I guess hyperextend. I mean, it like tore something. I don't know, but it, like his, he came down with all of his weight with his butt on the back of my ankle and just. And I was like, "Oh God!" But I was drunk, so I like powered through it. He is a horrible wrestler, and um, yeah. So Mr. Launch limped around the rest of the night, whatever. So I get up the next morning and I'm laying there in bed. And I'm like, "Oh yeah, my ankle." I'm like, "I don't feel anything." Okay. Do I have an ankle? Maybe it's all right. And then as soon as I like move this, like a lightning bolt pain, just like all the way up my leg. And I'm like, oh God. I'm like, okay, something's definitely wrong. But I was kind of hungover and I wanted breakfast. People were going to McDonald's. So I'm like, all right, let's go to McDonald's. So we go to McDonald's and I'm still, I'm at this point, I'm not even <laughs> limping. I'm like hopping around on one leg and I'm standing in line with them waiting to order. And all of a sudden, you know how sometimes when you like stand up too fast and you like your vision like oh yeah goes away. It was that. Except I was just standing in McDonald's and all of a sudden I noticed like my eyesight is just like like all of a sudden I'm down to just like tunnels and I'm like I'm, I'm gonna, gonna pass, pass out. out. Yep. And so I like make my way up to the counter and I was just like, Can I have a cup of water, please? I'm gonna pass out. <laughs> the lady was probably like, Oh my god, and she got me a cup of water and I chugged it. And it was like instant new life. All of a sudden, I was like wide awake again. <laughs> you were down like, to okay. you were down to half a heart, and then you drank the red potion. But then all of a sudden, I was like good to go, and that's when I was like, okay, it's time to go to the hospital. And yeah, it was I tore a ligament in my ankle, and mom ended up. It was like right before Easter, and I was about to go home for the weekend, but I couldn't drive because of my right ankle. So mom ended up driving up to school and brought me home. And yeah, did you tell like, her how hurts. you broke it? Uh, I probably, yeah. Um, and it still messes up. Like if it's a day where I'm just like walking a lot, all of a sudden it'll just start hurt. Like it's something that will just that's occasionally me. just bother me probably for the rest of my life. But yep, that's me too. What are you going to do? Well, this was all good. right. All right. Thanks everybody. So what have you been playing? Uh, we'll be back next <laughs> week. All right. So, no, you go for it. What have you been? Oh, well, you were telling me. So I beat Crisis Core. So you played it a lot more. Let's let me get your thoughts. So I think I'm more or less done at this point with uh, Callisto. 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 
I just no part of me really wants to go back to it. Like, if you want to borrow it, I'm happy to let you borrow it. Damn. I want to finish Crisis Core. I want to play Chained Echoes. And then before you know it, like mm. VR is going to be out. So I think I'm just kind of done with it now. And maybe someday I'll get the itch to go back. But it's just not doing it for me. So you can borrow it if you want. I honestly, I don't think you'll like Maybe you'll like it. I don't think you're going to like it. But I think it's worth at least playing as you can see. Right. Um. But Crisis Core, um, I love this game. And if I were to redo my top 10, I think I had it at number nine, it would easily be five. That's where I had it. I had it above Horizon. Yeah. I got to figure out in my mind if it's better or worse than uh, TMNT. What do you call it? No, uh, Infernex. Uh, I think I had Infernex number four. So it's like, it would be number four or five. But yeah, I absolutely love it. Um, I get it's not a true Final Fantasy game. It's very much a spin-off kind of thing. But it feels I think they've got the Final Fantasy combat system down. And I don't know, it's been a while since I've played Seven Remake. So you may tell me it's exactly the same as that, mm-hmm. minus not being able to switch people. But I don't think it is. No, it's it just it's... feels like in Final Fantasy seven, and I may be wrong, correct me if I'm wrong, the way I remember it is if the enemy attacks, you're probably gonna get hit. Like, yeah, you can run around and you can maybe you can do like a dodge roll or something, but it almost feels like it's just for show and it's like it's kind of a way to just make it like old school turn based but not look like it is. That's at least how I remember it. In this game, it's like, oh, if they if he swipes at you, you can roll out of the way like it's Bloodborne. Or if he shoots a fireball at you, you can roll out of the way. And I feel like in Final Fantasy VII, it's like, look, if they, shoot, if they use a magic attack, they throw a fireball, it's going to hit you. You can't dodge it. Now, I may be wrong about that, but that's yeah, one of the I things I actually remember. like about this. <clears throat> like, in, in old school, like, turn-based uh rpgs if you get to a boss that you just can't beat like you can't beat it there's nothing you can do when he attacks you're going to die whereas in this game it's like if you get to a really tough boss it's like well it's kind of like bloodborne as long as you can dodge and you know now obviously they have like their super attacks and stuff and there's sometimes you can't do anything about that but like it just feels so much more active like true active i'm not gonna say Soulsborne-esque, but like it kind of feels like that. And I like how easy it is to just pull off your like magic or your techniques, whatever they call them and stuff. I think the combat is fantastic. And I don't think I was very in love with it in Final Fantasy 7. Now, maybe this is more similar to 7 than I remember. And if I went back and played 7, I'd be like, oh yeah, this is this is exactly how Crisis Core is, but you can also switch teammates. I don't know, but I think this is perfect how they've done it. To the it's... point where it almost doesn't feel like Final Fantasy, and I think that's kind of the point. Like I said, it's a spinoff. Would this exact system work in Rebirth or Final Fantasy 16 or whatever? Yeah, probably not. It's like there's no... You can just be like... Lightning, 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 lightning. Like there's no, you never have to like wait for a bar to fill up or anything like that. So it's, it's definitely different, but I love it. 
So um, that, to that point, what I did on some of the boss fights, if I would die at them a few times, I would get to the point where, and it all depends on the DMW, the, the, you know, the slot machine thing and what you're rolling and what you're getting, if you're getting limit breaks and stuff, or if you're leveling up, whatever. But a lot of times what I found the best thing to do, I had leveled up, I was using, I had two of the like sword spin attack things. I had one that did ice damage, one that did fire damage. And then I had leveled up a Blazara or something where it would drop a big ice rock down on the mm -hmm. enemy's head. And I can't remember what the other one was, but it got to the point if I was, it seems like there were a lot of bosses I went up against that the Blazara was really good. Yes. There you go. John crisis core is excellent. Where like, I would just get to the point where I would hold R one to block and I would hold L or what is it? L two. I can't remember. L one. L1 and I would just go like triangle, 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 especially if it got to the point where if I would roll to the part where it's like, you know, I got unlimited, unlimited magic for 10 MP. seconds. I'm yeah. just going Kiraga. Oh, that was my other one. Yeah, it was Kiraga. And then it was just like Blizzara, 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 Blizzara. I was just like, come on, come on, come on, come on. And they're they're weak to it. And I'm just dropping all these freaking ice rocks on the dude's head and everything. So um, the only the only magic I really use, I've got uh it's called like dark dark thundaga or something or no i had dark thundara and now i have hell thundaga i think but like thunder lightning i guess it's thunder is like the only one i ever use because it seems like the only enemies that you can tell when an enemy is going to be weak to it because they're like a mech like a robot so if i yep. see one i'm like okay he's going to be weak to thunder Anything else, I'm like, oh, this random guy, maybe he's weak to fire, maybe he's weak to ice, blizzard. Um, oh, there's no water spells. That's weird. That's just fire, blizzard, thunder. Um I am Captain Blizzard. Like I never use I never use fire or blizzard. I just use Thundaga or nothing at all. I got like this jump attack where he just like jumps off screen and then Boom. on his way down i saw people doing that in some of the reviews i watched after i beat it and i was like oh my like, god it, it just wrecks people i was like it's what like, the hell is this where, how do i get this thing i want to go back and play i don't remember now. where i got it but as soon as i got it i equipped it because i wanted to like level it up and once yeah. i started using it, i'm like oh this is amazing especially because if you see they're about to do a move you can just jump and they'll do their move and they'll miss because you're off screen and then you'll you come, come down on top and, so um yeah i i love the combat um i'm in chapter 10 so i'm close to okay the end. i just started chapter 10 um i feel like finally everything in final fantasy 7 makes sense like and now that i've played this game i think it's finally going to stick with me i feel like every time i play final fantasy 7 or if you asked me to tell you the story of final fantasy 7 i would always get confused with all the cloud and zach stuff i can never keep it straight on what is actually going on there and then i'd read up on it and i'd be like oh yeah but now that i've played this game and i like get to experience all this stuff that you usually just kind of hear about now it's going to stick with me i love it and zach is like i love zach way up there yep i still like cloud better but like well just i mean yeah we've like, spent more time with him <laughs> we i mean we've been with yeah, Cloud for yeah. 25 years he's like top tier video game protagonist for me obviously you know kratos is up there and cloud he's just so like link whatever good. but like he's just he's basically just cloud he's just cool 
And, uh, and he's good. And he's like, he's not going to get corrupted by, you know, these people that are around him. And he's, he's not like, he goes in with these rose tinted glasses of what Shinra, and I'm not going to get into spoilers or anything, but like, you know, he thinks highly of Shinra. He don't, wants to be soldier first class and all this. And he looks up to, you know, Angeal and, and Genesis and these other characters that I didn't even know existed. And, but then you like throughout it all throughout his journey, it's like, he is just a, at his heart, he is a really good person who just wants to do the right thing. And that's yeah. why I think it made the ending so emotional. And I was like, I, I kind of remember how everything ends. And then it started happening. And I was like, Oh God, that's right. And then it lets you play it. And I was like, Oh crap, pick up the controller. I didn't know this was going to happen. This is freaking awesome. Let's go. Um, And it just made me want to go and jump right into final fantasy seven remake and play the ps5 version now i didn't do it i do want to play through it again but i've got other stuff to go playing but i I almost want to do it or i don't i don't know if i want to wait until it's closer to rebirth like if once we get an actual date for rebirth it's not coming out this year my my guess would be it'll be around march of next year kind of like the first one was um but I don't know. Th- this game was just so freaking good and beating it. It was awesome. Some of the boss fights were crazy. Um, I don't, it, 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 it gives context to some now, again, my only experience with final fantasy seven is playing the original game for about 30 minutes, a couple of times, and then playing through remake part one. I love so if the- you haven't played the original, you like, this is, it fills in all the gaps perfectly. Like, I understand. I always heard a lot about Crisis Core, but I was kind of just brushed it off. I'm like, eh, it's a spinoff. Who it's cares? It's a PSP. PSP, PSP who's yeah. playing this game? Whatever. But like, now I get why people love it. And it's like, if you haven't played the original, you might end up having more questions than answers at this point. Yeah. And I'm curious to see how the remake trilogy plays out. But like, it it's just like when you get to certain parts, I'm like, oh. I know exactly what's going to happen here. You know, let's go. I want to actually see it. Um, And it was so cool. Like a lot of the places you go in this are from like, you will, I'm assuming end up there if yeah. not in rebirth than the next one. But like Junon, um, Nibelheim, Gungaga, like these are all places from the actual game. Now there's a couple play like um, the place you go, <clears throat> Um, ben, uh, the starts with B. You go there very early, and then you kind of go the back f- there at the end with, with the, the fruit. fruit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ban. Ban. Uh, whatever. Oh, that's oh. not in. Oh my God! Yeah, it's I was gonna Benura, say Banaheim, Benura or something, <laughs> Benara, something like that. Maybe. But anyways, that's not in Final Fantasy VII, and Modeoheim, that's not in Final Fantasy VII. But like Nibelheim and Junon and Gengaga and um. I feel like maybe there was one more but it's so cool seeing oh the well that's part of nibelheim but i was gonna say the the shinra mansion um but it's so cool seeing these places and like knowing like oh i know it's coming i know we're gonna get to see these in rebirth or the next one um but it's so cool seeing them like in i mean it's the same <laughs> way with remake with actually getting to see midgar and stuff but it's like I want more, and now that you're getting to see these other places in you know 3D, um, it's just so cool, and I can't I can't wait for the next one. And I may go back and play 
remake again or pick up my latest save when I was thinking about going for the platinum. Um, I'm playing this right now as if I'm going to get the platinum. Um, I don't know if I'm going to. I've been doing... Anytime I see... like I'm constantly checking the map, and anytime I see a yellow thing, mm-hmm. I know that that's something optional. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to see it through. Even if it's something I don't really want to do, I'm going to do it because I know I can't go back. And I think I've gotten all those, and there's a couple things that like the sniper rifle part or... There's a couple other random things. I'm like, this feels like something that would have a trophy. So I would look it up. Sure enough, there is a trophy. I'm like, all right, I want to make sure I get this now so I don't have to do it again. And I'm pretty sure, unless I'm confusing it with Callisto, I think this had a trophy for beating it on hard. Yeah. But I think I read that you can just... You can save scum it. You can... You basically just go into options... I think you can literally change the difficulty on fly. Yeah, and you basically just put it on hard, beat the final boss on hard. Now, they may patch that out. They may have already patched that out. I don't know. But, like, it's a game that I would definitely play through. again. I think I'm at, like, eight or nine hours right now. Um, Maybe I hit ten by now. Um, I beat it at about eleven. Like, I would consider playing through it again. Now, do you know, is there a new game plus? There is, yep. Okay, so if I have to do, if I can do New Game Plus and I have to beat it on hard start to finish, I would do it. If there is some random missable trophy that, you know, I would consider going back and getting it. Um, now, after you beat it, I know you can't go back to some places, but like, can you at least keep doing all the side missions and stuff after you beat it? Or once you beat it, it's like, okay, that's it. Like, do I need to do all the side <clears throat> missions before I, don't... I beat the game? Do you know? I don't know. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay. I didn't go back and try to play it because when I beat it, I was just like, oh, my God, this is awesome. And I started watching videos about it and stuff. Um, but I I'm pretty sure your last, you know, you there's a save right before the final boss. And then and the final boss is freaking awesome, by the way. I cannot wait. It's it's so good. Um, but then when you beat it and the credits go and everything and blah, 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 you get through all the ending scenes and all this. And then it lets you create a new save where if you want, John's on chapter six with 11 hours. Holy cow. Um, if you want, you can pick up new game plus from that. And then your save from before the final fight is still there. So I assume if okay. I'm pretty sure there's a I may save. just make a second, like a backup <clears throat> save. Just yeah. To be safe, but. Um, I assume I've got to get my, no spoilers, my weapon mastery thing all the way to like 100%, which I've been doing nothing but, ever since you get like the new stance thing, yeah, I've been doing nothing but, and I'm at like 26%. I didn't get it anywhere like, near that high. I'm like, I don't know how you ever get this to 100. Well, I do I'm know assuming there's a trophy for that. There is, but I, I know because okay. when I was watching the completionist video um, on the game, there's like a soft cap at 95%, but I forget why that was. So when you beat it, you, you might just want to watch that. Um, okay. Also, have you gone back and looked at what the PSP game was? Oh my God, this is not a remaster. I mean, it's not a remake like Final Fantasy VII was a remake. This is a friggin' remake. This is insane. They they undersold what this game was. 
it is crazy to go look at what the PSP game actually looked like in the DMW and how everything, how the combat worked and combat would stop when the DMW did its thing. And then you would pick back up and it's like, Oh, I don't like that. Like the story is completely the same, which is good. But the game itself, the gameplay and everything, it is remade on the gameplay front like crazy. I just love, and it may have been this way in the original. I'm not, I don't know that this is something that the remake just, you know, nailed, but like there's so many things that are just like a shot for shot. Like the whole thing with like the picture um, that the guy takes, that's kind of a big thing in Final Fantasy VII. Um, there's a shot that probably meant nothing to you, but there's the shot of, I don't want to, I don't think it's a spoiler because it's from Final Fantasy VII. When Sephiroth is like underground and he's reading a lot of books. uh, Colin said this was like, he could not believe he was seeing it or something. There's a shot for shot, like, there's this shot of him like walking down that corridor and it's like low and kind of like tilted like this. Mm -hmm. And I don't think there's anything special about it, but it's like exactly the way it's portrayed in the original, like on the the PlayStation. And it's just so cool. Like just seeing how faithful they are to everything. It's just, it's so good. I cannot wait. Like, and I think I like seven remake a lot better like I'm not in love with the combat, but like everything else is just perfect. And maybe if I went back and played it now, I, maybe I'd feel better about it. Um, but yeah, I, I absolutely love this game. I it should have been way higher than nine. I would probably bump it up to. I'd put I'd put it above <clears throat> Infernex. It would be number four right now, and then everything else drops down one. But well, I mean, we can always I just, absolutely love it. We can re-record the podcast. It's fucking uh, top ten part two, two. top ten remake. Top ten remake. Damn it! Damn it! Beat me to it. <sighs> the, the, the rebirth reunion. Damn it! I do still <laughs> wonder what what is the third one going to be called? Because I remake, rebirth. This was reunion. God, it sounds like an airplane's crashing out there. That's not a good sound. I hate when planes fly low. It freaks me out. Um. I don't know. Now I'm I'm just gonna get off on a tangent. We don't need to talk about that. Um, but yeah, the game is freaking fantastic. I can't wait for you to beat it. And yeah, it's just it's so good. It's it's everything I wanted it to be, and probably more is what I would say. And I'm not even the biggest Final Fantasy VII fan because again, I haven't played the first game, and I I need to. But yeah. Um. So have you played anything else, Sean? Um. No, that's been it. I played something, but before that, I need to talk about Kevin is a monster, as I have down there in the document. Um, I did get Sean. Um, I went back. Revenge. I like it. What? Revenge. Oh, I'm not looking at the chat. That's why. Okay. I was like, what are you talking about? No, I didn't get my revenge on anybody. Don't say that. Big brother is listening. Final Fantasy Seven. I can't wait to see what they do with Sephiroth and everyone. Like, I went back and watched that trailer, and he's walking with Cloud, and I'm like, what the hell? I don't even know what's going on in this game, and I know that's crazy, and I just can't wait. Um, So I went back, and I got the Platinum for the TMNT Calabunga Collection. Um, And I was like, I got to knock this off. 
I had to. The screenshot was awesome. Yo. Yo. <laughs> I'm like, Splinter saying yo to me was just, I was like, this is amazing. I was like, I could have just put the, the video from the Platinum up, but I didn't want to do that. Um, And then I was like, you know what? I forgot. Edith Finch has a Platinum on PS5 now. I need to play that. I need to get that platinum. But I was like, you know what? I I just don't have the power to do it right now. I need to be in a different state of mind to go through that game again, at least for parts of it. So then I was like, wait a minute. I remember that there was a sale on PS plus last weekend. And I was like, oh yeah, I added stuff to my cart and I never bought it. Let me go buy it. And so I spent $5 and 90 cents, I believe it was. And this is how the next couple of days went. Um, I played a game called Prehistoric Dude and got a platinum trophy, number 88. Um, this he's was back. He's back, yes. Uh Prehistoric Dude is a Rattalaka game that is a platformer where you are like a really generic looking kind of Chuck Rock dude. Um, and you find a club and you hit bad guys with it, and you can throw axes and you have to and I, 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 you know, I, I got the platinum. Um, it was really difficult, but um, I got it. Then there was a game called, and this game was actually really cool. This was the one game that I was like, this game's cool. So it's called Daggerhood. The platinum isn't too difficult to get, but this was really like great pixel art. Honestly, like your sprite is super small, but there's these levels where you you load into a level and there's different goals. There's a fairy in every level. It kind of reminded me of Celeste, but nowhere near as hard, obviously. There's a fair, mm-hmm. fairy in every level. There's five treasures you can find, like a ring, a gem, a whatever. And they're strewn strewn about the level. Um, and then there's uh, a star system based on how quickly you can compete a level. And I think there's like hundreds of levels in this. But the mechanic in this, it's called Dagger Hood. I don't know where the hood comes in, but you can throw a dagger. So you can throw a dagger to kill enemies, which there haven't been a lot yet with what I played to get the platinum. But what you can also do if you throw the dagger and before it disappears, because it doesn't go all the way across the screen, it probably goes like a third of the way across, but you push square to throw it. And then you can push square again and you will teleport to wherever that dagger is. So that comes into like the speed running element of it, trying to get, because the fairy disappears. It's not despicable, James. I will not hear that here on my own podcast. Um, Cause the fairy only stays for like 12 seconds or something. And a lot of levels, you got to beat it in under 18 seconds. So what you end up doing is just going through the levels, getting all the, just go through all the levels and get all the gems. Boom. Then go through the levels and focus on the speed running where you don't have to worry about the gems. Then focus on getting the fairy. You know what I mean? It's actually a really cool game. If you look up the gameplay for it, it was actually fun. It was actually a decent game. And I think it's the one that I did not delete out of this uh, run that I just went on, but that was platinum number 89. I think <clears throat> then I played a game called uh random heroes gold edition. Um, and it, this is a side scrolling shoot 'em up uh, with graphics kind of similar to prehistoric dude. Um, but you have to, you know, kill these zombies and stuff and collect coins so you can buy guns and beat bosses and blah, blah, blah. And, um, this game wasn't that great. Um, but it was great because I got a platinum trophy on that. And that was number 90, I think. Uh, then I went and played a game that Sean is familiar with called road bustle. Finally. So this game is so stupid. 
And I think that one literally took me three or four minutes. Like here's that the, one compared to the platinum right before, which I think was ghost. I was coming off a big platinum. Yeah. I got that platinum and then I got road bustle. I don't know, maybe six or seven minutes later. No, this is my journey with this game. I was like, okay, I know there's something I can do to get this really easily. I'm running around. I look like I'm Vector Man or somebody from that game, Balls, back in the... Remember Balls, the fighting game? It was just these, Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, so I go behind this thing, and then I can just run and go forward. And at first, I was running forward, but it's because of what I did. Like, it didn't work right or something, so I had to go back. Oh, I didn't and think then... there was an even easier way to get the Platinum. I thought it was... I mean, it's just an easy game to get the Platinum. I didn't know all you do is go on top of that. You go behind a building and you run forward and your points keep going up. However, the problem for me was my points went up too quickly that some of the trophies didn't pop. I got up to 16,000 points and I was like, why don't I have the Platinum? I went back and looked and I didn't get the Platinum, the the trophy for like 9,000 points or 10,500 points. I was like, what the hell is going on? And it because I scored above 10,000, it wouldn't let me start lower than 10,000 on a new game. I had to delete this game, delete my save, re-download it, look at my trophies, make sure I knew what numbers I had to get to and then stop so it can load the trophy and let me keep going. I did that and I got the platinum in Road Bustle. Or just play the game normal. No, it's it's basically I played it's a, it normal. I oh, played you did? it normal and I got yeah, that's what I'm uh, saying. It's an easy game. I got the pl- I didn't know there was a way you could make it even easier. I think we I talked it about it, but it was right after. way. And it literally it took me like five or six minutes. Well, you that's spent what I more get. time getting your trophy yeah. than I did because you had to go through all that crap. Yep. And it was yeah, it was not a great game. It's basically like Frogger, but with a, a with a balls character running around. Um, yeah. so I think that was platinum number 91. Let me count here. Yeah, that was platinum number 91. Then for platinum number 92, I downloaded a little game that's uh very new called the Taco Quiz. And it's a game where you can push L1 or R1 to answer questions about tacos, and you just have to get like 80 questions right, and it's like the same four or five questions that cycle over and over again. You can also just go L1, R1, L1, R1, L1. Does this story end with you telling me you No, it does not. Platinum. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. I had to, I had, I have standards. Okay. But I got taco, I got the taco quiz platinum. Then I played a game. So that was number 90. I forget now. That was number 92. Number 93, I played a game called Mochi Mochi Boy. Now, this is a top down puzzle game where you're a slime guy and you go around like this board and your whole thing is you have to get to the end. Like think of, you know, the old game snake, but super zoomed in. It's basically on like a checkerboard. Sometimes there's stuff in the way and you have to go around and cover every square, but you can't turn around. Like once you go a certain way, you can't go back from whence you came. And if you hit a wall and you, there's nowhere to go, you lose, you have to start over and you have to clear so many levels. It was not a good game, but it was, it was platinum. It was, it was a platinum number 93. Uh, and then uh, this was the hardest game uh, for platinum number 94. I played a game called explosion. This game was difficult and kind of fun. Once I finally got the hang of it, this was actually a kind of a cool game. So think of something like, Space and not no not space invaders. Um, what's the one where you're kind of just in the middle of the screen? Asteroid. Is that Arkanoid or asteroid? I can't remember. So you're not just in the middle of the screen. It's a twin stick shooter. But what you do is there's different levels. 
you, you got a little guy in every level, you got four people or four spaceships that spawn around you. And it actually looks really cool because when they shoot each bad guy, they've got different attacks like a shotgun or rockets or, you know, rapid fire or whatever. But when they shoot, they leave a trail of ink and there's different colors. So end up the whole screen gets filled up and there's, it's like, it's like a bullet hell shooter kind of a game. And it was really frustrating. I, I had to stop in the middle of it at one point after like 20 minutes, I didn't have the platinum yet. And I was like, this is pissing me off. I'm going to go take a shower and we're going to come back. Um, but it was actually really fun. And it was, it was definitely difficult to get the platinum. That was 94. And then I realized, or 94, I don't know what I just said. I think I said 94. Then I remembered, wait a minute. I bought TMNT, the Cowabunga collection on ps5 i'm pretty sure there's a ps version ps4 version hmm i wonder if i can download that for free on like shredder's revenge sure enough i can so did i cheat on all the games where you can do the watch and then jump in save jump out come back in load beat the game get credit for the trophy yes i did except you can't do the watch trick on tournament fighters or tournament fighters those are do, the worst. You can do it on NES, but you can't do it on SNES or Genesis. Oh my God. I, I'd forgotten how much I hate. I almost gave up because I was like, Karai is impossible in both those games. But one of the things you can do in the Genesis game that makes it easier is, of course, there's the player two hack you can do to just go through every enemy by just having player two join and whatever. I know I'll never get that time back, James. But you can also do one of the enhancements you can do in the menu is you can get uh, the bosses to be playable. And they said, if you're having a lot of trouble, this is the Genesis version. If you're having a lot of trouble, you can actually play as Karai to fight Karai. And that sometimes makes it better. I couldn't ever hurt her like spin kick thing that she does was so hard to pull off. Um, I definitely was not doing the amount of damage that she was doing, even though I was cranked up to level eight but it's the hardest difficulty. So, you know, she stuns you in one attack and then she throws you and takes away like 60% of your life. I literally had to like hit her. Yes. And then if I got hit, rewind, and then I'd get hit, rewind, 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 rewind until I eventually got another hit in. And then I would only rewind to that. Like it was brutal. I did it with the save states instead. Um, But then I had to do tournament fighters on the SNES. Um, So I did that. That's difficult too, but I just played as Donnie because I love Donnie's his his fierce punch attack where he goes like, you know, he kind of spins the mm-hmm. the bow in his hand, um, and eventually got through it. The the it was probably harder overall because you couldn't do the player two trick in that you had to actually beat everybody, but I got through it. But then to get the ninety fifth platinum, I saved Hyperstone Heist for last, and. I played through that and I beat it and it was fun um, with only cheating by starting at the last level. I didn't do the watch trick or anything. I played through it and I was like, you know what? This is our childhood, the the Genesis Hyperstone heist. And that's how I got from 87 platinums to 95. And how much did you spend on all these platinums? $5 and 90 cents. That's it. Mm-hmm. They were all on sale. That's why, cause I, I keep a wish list going for when the, the feeling strikes me and I'm like, Hmm. I want some platinums. And then I looked because there was a sale going on. I was like, oh my God, everything's on sale for like 50 cents. This is amazing. I think Taco Quiz was full price at a, at a buck 49, but I think everything else was like under a dollar. <laughs> ah, so wow. yeah, you can go look at my trophies and see the games. I do actually, I do honestly recommend that game Daggerhood because it is an easy platinum, but it's actually 
all joking aside, it's a pretty fun game. I, I love the whole throwing the dagger, you know, uh, gameplay of it and, and teleporting and stuff. It's it's actually pretty fun. The only other thing I played, now that that's out of the way, I did play, I started, I haven't played any more than what I told you the other day, Sean. Um, but I did download, because it was on PS Plus at some point, uh, Titanfall 2. And... I'm not as anti first person shooter as Sean is because I get call of duty every couple of years. Again, I had, you know, modern warfare two last year really liked it, but I was like, this is one of those games that I've always heard great things about the campaign, but it was just sent out there to die because I think that was the year it, it was between battlefield and call of duty. It came out like the week in between those two games. So it was just sent out there to die, but everybody said the campaign is great. You got to play it. I'm not worried about the multiplayer of course, cause I cannot play multiplayer games. Um, and uh, it's really friggin' cool. I'm on, I think, the third mission out of eight, I want to say. I think I've played it for about an hour and a half, and I really like this game. For being a game that's, you know, six, seven, almost it, a little bit over six years old now, I think it was, like, I, I think it was October 2016. This game looks great on PS5. It runs super smooth. Um, it's, I should play The Division. I should play the division. I tried the division beta way back when. And I was like, I was just at a different stage in my life when I didn't, I was like, why am I shooting these guys and numbers are over their heads? I was, it, it was, it was weird um, to me back then, but I would like to play the division, but Titanfall two. I love it. I love the, the story so far, the, the cinematics, the, the one guy you meet in the beginning, that's like taking you through the tutorial was the one thing that didn't look good or the facial models on this. I'm like, what in the hell is this guy looking like? This is definitely a 2016 game, but the actual environments and the the grunts that you're fighting and the robots and everything, along with the friggin' Titans, are so cool. Oh man, when I got when I finally got to control the Titan, and then you get to the point where you're you've got not like a wave of Titans, but you've got four or five something, I can't remember, that are coming at you in succession. And you've got to use your your homing rocket attacks combined with your Gatling gun combined with ducking behind cover and waiting for stuff to reload and everything. And then you've you've got somebody what well, somebody else on your team that's an AI that's in a, a Titan, but he's not actually doing a whole lot. He's not much help, but it's so much fun. And then I got to the first boss that's in a Titan. That fight was freaking awesome. He calls in another buddy with a Titan, and it's like, oh man, this game is really cool. And I'm so happy that I actually went back to play it. Um, I've heard it super short, like That's, six or seven hours, but I'm I'm gonna see this one through. PS Plus collection or whatever. I don't know. I just had it in my library. It, it was free on PS Plus at some point. I don't know if it's on extra okay. or premium for you. Um, I think I have it in my library. I think it, I have it available to play. It's either in my okay. library or I've seen it on on PS Plus. PS Plus, one of them, extra, but, whatever. <clears throat> it's yeah. really fun. Like I'm not. Again, I, I think the oh, multiplayer is still the active. Other day, when we were talking the about other day when you were dark. talking about <laughs> you were talking about Titanfall, yeah, and I was saying I was getting it confused with another game. It just occurred to me. Well, I need to look it up, but I think Alone I in the dark. What it is? Are you, you thinking of the thirty-two X? The thirty-two X game? No, no, it oh. has nothing to do with Titanfall. Oh, okay. well, it does in a way. That's what I was thinking. Armored Core. I was thinking of Godfall, which I think was maybe a PS5 launch title or close yeah, to it. Horrible. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. And I think that's what I was thinking of with Titanfall, where I'm like, oh, because of game fall. Was because oh, of fall, okay. yeah. And so I think that's where I was getting confused. I'm like, I thought I heard that game was terrible. Yeah. But no, I was thinking of the wrong game. No, Titanfall 2 was really good. Let me see, actually. Uh, pink eye incub- incubation period. Uh, Titanfall 2 Metacritic. Let's see. Uh, 89% on PS4 with 61 reviews. Hmm. That's not too shabby. User score of 8.6. Well, I'll be. Yeah. 87 on Xbox with an 8.8 user score. PC 86 with an 8.6 user score. Wow. So yeah, this, this game, it's, it's true. It's all true. What everybody was saying about this game, having such a great campaign again, I'm not super far into it, but what I've played so far is freaking awesome. And I'm definitely going to see it through. Um, again, I've probably, I could probably beat this game in the amount of time it would take me to get through the prologue, um, and the tutorial in red dead. So again, I don't know that I'm ever going to get to it. it. It may just be a waste of 25 bucks at this point, but we'll see. So, you know how, like I just said, you can say something is not too shabby. Mm-hmm. If something was really bad, would you just say, wow, that's shabby? I think I've heard people say shabby. No, I definitely have. Is it like when I just said thing? that, I don't know. <laughs> Once you say it, you're like, what? Ooh, that's, that's shabby. That's a shabby paint job. Um, shoddy. Shoddy for sure. And not a shotgun. I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever heard anybody say shabby unless they're saying something is not too <clears> shabby. <throat> Shabby from the Oxford Dictionary. <clears throat> in poor condition through long or hard use or lack of care. That makes sense. Similar to run down, down it, heel, down it, heel, scruffy, neglected, dilapidated. Similar also to contemptible, despicable. What the hell? You can have shabby behavior, which is mean or shameful. Shabby, disrespectful treatment. Uh, you people don't know. A conscript in a shabby uniform saluted the car. What the hell? No, this sounds <laughs> British as hell. No, no more shabby. You can be not too shabby. Well, it's like you can be superstitious or you can be a little stitious. I think it's what I think it's what we're dealing with here. All right, Sean, that's all I've played. I said this was going to be a short podcast, and I think we're over an hour now. This now is we're at like an hour and a half, and we haven't gotten to the news. <laughs> Well, luckily, or unluckily, there's probably only like 10 minutes left. Yeah. Depending on how you look at it, luckily or unluckily. Yeah. We're at about an hour and nine minutes. I think right now that's hilarious. Uh, let's get to the news a week, Sean. Uh, let's see here again, very short week, but let's go over a couple articles from IGN. The first being about PSVR two being at CES. Gran Turismo 7 is getting support for PSVR 2. PlayStation CEO Jim Ryan announced during Sony's CES 2023 press conference. Released nearly year, a, a year ago, Gran Turismo 7 is the eighth mainline installment in Sony's long-running racing sim. What up, gamers? Uh, franchise. In our review of GT7, we gave it a 9, blah, blah, blah. Not we, but IGN. Gran Turismo 7 for PSVR 2 will be available as one of many launch titles when the PSVR 2 releases on February 22nd. I need to go in sidebar. I need to go in and check my uh, order and see if anything's updated. Cause remember it just said when you ordered it, it's like it's from like the 22nd to the 28th is when you'll get it. Remember that? I don't, but I don't like that. Yeah. That's what everybody got when they pre-ordered it. So I need to go look and see if that changed. 
uh, when the PSVR releases on February 22nd. It will be a free upgrade for those that own Gran Turismo 7. Additional launch titles confirmed for Sony's second-generation VR headset include Horizon Call of the Mountain, No Man's Sky, and RE Village. Uh, in addition to the news of Gran Turismo 7's VR mode for PSVR 2, Sony's press conference also shared a sneak peek at the Gran Turismo movie, which hits theaters later this year. I do not care. David Harbert's cool, but I don't. I just don't care. Um, I cannot believe that when I saw this news for the first time since I think 2003, I want to say, or maybe it was 2004, I have purchased a Gran Turismo game, and I blame you, PSVR 2. Um, I will say this. I'm probably not even going to fire that game up well i i purchased it because it was on sale for 39 bucks as part of that sale i was talking about um i don't think i'm even gonna play it until psvr 2 comes out but just to experience this game i wish they just had a demo that i could play on psvr 2 i really just want to see it and experience it but i'm like i'm super excited for call the mountain no man's sky actually does sound interesting i will say that just to play it in vr um i assume i've got that game for free i don't even know is it free to play i don't even know what's up with that game now it's gone through so much over the years um uh, so i just checked my order and it still just says delivers february 22nd to the 28th so okay <clears throat> hasn't changed um but yeah so we've got 30 plus games are on track for the launch window of psvr 2 um we're getting the free upgrade and they also did say that beat savers in development for psvr 2 and I will say that is just a hilarious statement to make. Um, this game's been out for how many years now? My kid's been playing it for two or three years on their quest two that they got a couple, I guess a little bit over two years. And I know it came out before that. It's just funny that like, and beat sabers in development for the PSVR two. Wow. How about you tell us where half-life Alex is? Are you kidding me? Um, but Sean, what's your, uh, what's your hype level as we get closer and closer to PSVR two. I can't wait. I might play more games in the first week in VR than I played all throughout PSVR one's life. I mean, I've got call the mountain. I will be playing RE eight, at least to try in VR. Yep. We'll have RE four coming. I don't know. Well, actually has that even been confirmed? Are we getting RE four original, but VR or I wonder if they, they haven't like, said you guys don't get that, but we'll add VR content to the full <clears throat> remake or something. I don't know. No, they, they um, haven't said. Yeah. But hopefully as I've got to assume that will be on there eventually. Um, I'm going to get Moss too. Um, oh, that's right. I think they, yeah. I think Colin was saying that, and they are porting Moss. Well, this doesn't help you at all. Um, but you can buy Moss and Moss two for like a $40 bundle. And I'm like, I'll probably do that. That's two Platinums right I there. Would, two yeah. really good games. So yeah, continue. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not sold. I definitely want to try out Gran Turismo at your house, but yeah, I know how I am. It's the kind of thing where I would probably play it and be like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then never play it again. But I kind of just want to experience it. Um, it's basically going to be like a $40 tech demo for me exactly yeah like i don't know how yeah, to like I, I can't how to customize cars I, and crap like that i don't know what i'm doing right yeah i don't know i can't wait i'm probably way more hyped for this than i should be i mean i'm looking forward to playing beat saber i mean i've played it on whatever it is that you have yeah quest 2 i'm not very good at it but Me like either. it's just gonna look <laughs> better and smooth it's just gonna work better on psvr 2 
I'll check it out. Um, I've got to imagine by the end of the year, we get some kind of like Astrobot rescue mission to like, I don't know how that's not at launch. I don't know how it hasn't even yeah. been mentioned, but I've got to imagine that's coming. Um, or just port the original also is what they should do. Super hot. I'd probably yeah. get super hot. I've already got it, but I, it's not, I don't think I can just play VR in it. I think you need to buy the VR, VR version, version or something, yeah. but I would probably do it again. Cause when you actually get to like do the stuff, it's way more fun. Yeah. That one, the I only time, play. the only time I ever played it was at, you know, nerd 901 extra life. And I was like, I suck at this game, but this is so freaking cool. Yeah. 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 That's what like VR was made for. If you yep. like, so yeah, I, I cannot wait. Very I'm hoping hyped. PS plus gets to the point where they start <clears throat> putting some like PSVR two games on the monthly stuff, like throw something like beat saber in there. You know, you're not going to get too many people who are willing to pay money for that game at this point. Just throw it on there for free. Like, I don't think they'll do it right away, but hopefully like by the end of the year, maybe they start doing that. I won't be surprised if actually I was just thinking about that. I won't be surprised if they actually do that. Maybe they do just, especially for launch, you know, when we get, when, you know, the PS plus games leak every time, um, if there's a leak and there's something on there, that's just a basic VR game or something, not, not like VR worlds or whatever the first one came with, but something that they'll give people to try to give a little more incentive for people to, you know, to get the machine and and go from there. But yeah, there's no reason they can't throw, they can't throw a game in every month or every other month, or even just build it into PS plus extra if they need more of those subscriptions or something. But yeah. Right. All right. Also at CES and this comes from IGN as well. Sony also announced Project Leonardo, which unfortunately is not a new Ninja Turtles game, but it is something that Sony has been lacking in for a very long time because Microsoft beat them to the punch five years ago, six. I can't remember when the thing came out, but PlayStation has revealed a brand new accessibility controller kit in development for PS5 and its code name is Project Leonardo. Revealed on stage at CES 2023 and later detailed in the PS blog, Project Leonardo is designed to, quote, remove barriers to gaming and help players with disabilities play more easily, more comfortably, and for longer periods on PS5, end quote. Sony said the new controller was developed with contributions from accessibility experts, community members, and game developers. Project Leonardo includes a kit of swappable components, including a variety of analog stick caps and buttons in different shapes and sizes. <clears throat> On PS5, players will be able to customize their game experience with button mapping where the controller's buttons can be mapped to any supported function on the controller. And players can map... You should not start a sentence with and, right? No. That's okay. like <clears throat> grammar That's 101. 101. Yeah. And players can map two functions onto the same button. The PS5 will also include up to three control profiles where players can store their preferred settings and easily switch between them. Project Leonardo can be used on its own or paired with an additional Project Leonardo or DualSense controller. It's also designed to be compatible with external third-party devices via its four 3.5-millimeter aux ports. PlayStation said that Project Leonardo is still in active development and the company is continuing to gather valuable feedback from the community. Um... I don't know how much there is to add here. First off, this thing looks cool as hell. I cannot even picture how to use it. Um, and that's not me trying to, you know, speak from a place of privilege or anything like that. It's just, it looks so cool the way it's, 
they've got the analog stick in the middle. They've got all the the buttons around the outside. You can pop the buttons off and put them on in different spots and everything. But it reminds me of like the old school, like NES advantage or something yeah. like that. Yeah. It's, I don't know if, do you have anything to add Sean on project? Leonardo? No, I mean, it's, I mean, obviously it doesn't do anything for me, but it's a long time coming. I mean, Microsoft definitely, uh, way ahead of the game when it comes to that now i guess yeah looking at nintendo when's nintendo gonna come out with something yeah it's it's one of the things that i gave xbox did i say xbox xbox Xbox. that's what goes that's what fanboys get they they get the xbox um (laughs) what the hell was i saying oh yeah i gave xbox so much credit when they came out with the accessibility controller Uh, for the xbox one i just thought it was fantastic idea that commercial gets me every time i see it it's amazing um so this was definitely long overdue i'm glad it's here i don't really know how much there is for me to add other than that but it's awesome that sony finally did it i do wish it would have been here sooner but like it's here or it's not here but it's going to be here pretty soon um and it's nothing but a good thing i think it's great and that is it for the news of the week. As I said, very slow week. If it's this slow next week, we're just going to skip because this was this was tough. Or we could just do another episode where we talk about haircuts and things that piss us off. Um, <laughs> but it is time for the wrap up, Sean. It was also announced that the PS5 has now topped 30 million units sold. And December was the, quote, biggest month ever, end quote, for PS5 sales across the globe. Good for them. Um, it's going to be interesting to see now. I, I heard Colin and Dustin were talking, like Dustin... He said, like, every time he goes into Target, they've got PS5 sitting there. And I'm like, I've still never seen one in a store. Have you? I have not. I mean, not in person. I've seen lots of pictures and stuff. But, yeah, I've never actually seen one in the wild. I check whenever I go in Target. I do, even if I don't have to go back by electronics, I walk by there just to check. But usually all I see is, uh, I do see Switch OLEDs and Switch lights, but I've never seen... a a series box or a ps5 box but hopefully with more of them getting out there you know they can they can keep pushing for sales i think they're still tracking behind what ps4 was but ps4 obviously did not have the crazy you know issues we've dealt with ever you know ever since 2020 so uh neil Druckmann was doing some interviews and stuff like that around the 10-year anniversary which is this year for the last of us um by the way uh early reviews for the TV show. It's at a 97% right now on rotten tomatoes. And I'm so excited. I cannot wait um, to get my heart broken by this damn freaking show. Um, But Druckmann also did hint that the last of us part three could be coming in the future. As he stated, quote, there's more story to tell End quote. Um, Yeah. I don't, I don't know how I feel. I don't know that I can go back to that franchise. I don't, I don't know unless it's completely new people and everything. I think we've talked about this recently, but I don't, I don't want to play as you know, who again, I don't know. I, I I've, my feelings on the story are well known. Um, the game's a technical masterpiece, but I, I literally hate that story. Any thoughts, Sean? I don't know. I'm I can't wait for this. I feel like I'm getting my hopes up way too high. This the show, like not part three. Slam well, yeah, the show. Okay. Um 
part three, I feel like they'll turn it around. Again, I don't hate two. I think one is way superior, but I don't hate two. Right. But I do think they'll write the ship and go out with a bang. I've got, I have faith in them. The show, yeah, I can't wait for it. I'm probably way too hyped. It seems like a slam dunk because the game itself already just kind of plays like a show. Just literally do what's in the game. Uh, did you read this thing about how they're not doing the spores? I didn't read about it, but one of the guys I subscribe to on YouTube, uh, Cody Leach, got screeners of it. And he said that was weird. And that's what some people might have a problem with. Um is that there's no I spores. Know, I guess it just works. I don't know if it just works better for TV. Yeah, I'm yeah. not crazy about that, but <clears throat> I mean. But he said I, that, you know, whenever you would go into a building and you would see the there would be spores and everything. It wasn't just spores. There was like all the tendrils and all like the roots and stuff of like the fungus yeah. that are everywhere. That's still there. And he said those kind of react like as like a high right. line kind of. And I'm like, okay, that's that does sound cool. Did you read about Bill? no all he said he didn't go into any details but he said the biggest change from the game is what happens around bill it's not exactly like the game was where it's not as action heavy he said it's kind of more of a character study i'm like no nah, that, that sounds okay i loved i think bill is a great character and obviously nick offerman's freaking awesome so i think i'm okay with that but i won't know till i watch it um but everything else he was hmm. saying that like it stays so true to the game and i'm like that's awesome it's also terrifying and really going to just break me, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, the FTC has had no substantive settlement talks with Microsoft as it relates to the Activision Blizzard King acquisition. Um, I'm surprised we've gone a few weeks without having any news on this. It's nice. Um, I guess everybody was just trying to relax during the holidays, but I feel like there's going to be a really, really long freaking year when it comes to this stuff. And I'm, I'm to the point, just, just give them the stupid thing. Keep call of duty on PlayStation and let's all move on with our lives. Uh, also Xbox is rumored to be having a game showcase later this month. Again, they have promised that Redfall and uh, whatchamacallit, uh, what the hell is it called? Starfield are coming out somehow in the first half of this year. I'll believe it when I see it. Um, but yeah. Also, speaking of Redfall, we got some more details on the game this past week. Uh, apparently, the play space is unfathomable, unfathomably. That's a stupid word. It's a lot bigger than Prey. Um, okay. Prey is supposed to be really good. I will say that. But I, I have not played it. Um there's a home base where players can interact with NPCs in the game. The game will also feature side quests, main quests, and an open free roam mode. And id software is helping with development on the game. NetEase, those jackasses, are acquiring Skybox Labs, who helped co-develop Halo and Minecraft. So more Chinese money getting into gaming. Hooray. Uh, an analyst from Ampere Analysis <laughs> predicts um, I guess he's got a good track record, but I just saw this on VGC. He said they're operating as though they, meaning the prognosticators and, and analysts and everything, are operating as that there will not be a new Switch out this year, but they are expecting something to be announced and possibly released in 2024. Okay. I still cannot wait to see what the hell Tears of the Kingdom runs like on this thing. Again, I hold out hope because we got to remember Breath of the Wild was developed for the Wii U and then basically ported to the switch when they realized eh, nobody cares about the Wii U. Um, so we haven't seen what a Zelda with all the quote unquote power of the switch can do. So I hold out hope for that. 
but man, this thing, we, we need a new switch. I mean, the first one ran other than the loading times, the first one ran flawlessly. Yeah. And I'd like to believe in what you said about, you know, being designed for the Wii U, but it's also, I mean, yeah, that's true, but maybe that's why it ran so well. And if they actually yeah. design it for the switch or over design it for what the switch can do, you end up with the game, like the stupid Pokemon game that just came out and runs like crap. Like, I don't think they would let Zelda game out into the wild. That is like, uh-huh. nice job. The wild. <laughs> It, it wouldn't it wouldn't be able to leave the kingdom that's right or people would have a lot of tears tears if it, if it uh, runs at 15 frames per second yeah so i don't know I, i'm expecting just as bad low time load times but i think it'll run fine but i think the load yeah, times getting in is showing its age yeah Getting into a shrine, I think, was a minute and a half, and then getting out was a minute and a half. And after the PS5 has spoiled me for these last two plus years, that's gonna be that's gonna be tough. I mean, we don't even know if there's gonna be shrines. We don't know. We still don't know hardly anything about this game except there's floating rocks in the sky. Um, Apple is rumored uh, to finally launch their AR slash VR headset this fall. I'm sure that thing's gonna cost like three thousand dollars. Would be my guess. Because Apple, that's that's the sentence, because Apple. <laughs> and last but not least, Atari has announced a new handheld mini arcade and console all coming out at some point. I don't think they're all coming out this year, but good for Atari. Again, weird. Atari owns uh, Moby Games, so that's kind of weird. Uh, oh, sorry, I missed the chat. Hold on. James sees them everywhere. Okay, there you go. John saw one at Target, meaning PS5, enough that he stopped looking, James says. He's seen at uh John has seen four Series X's and three Series S's at Target. Wow. They had up to about 25 seconds. Oh, James is saying Breath of Wild got patched a few years ago to get the load times down. I hope that's true. And hopefully down to about down to 25 seconds, seconds to get into a shrine in and out. Um I don't know. I just wish I just wish we knew more about this game. I have to think the reason it's been it's taken so freaking long to come out is not just designing the world, but squeezing every last ounce of power out of this damn switch that they can to get it as good as it can possibly be. But we shall see May 12th, I think. I think that's it. I think it's May 12th. All right. Speaking of that's it. That is it for this episode of the two-player co-op podcast. Thank you all so much for watching, listening, whatever. Yeah, listening. I guess that's a word that I said. Uh, Listening to us and all our ramblings about haircuts. And if you have any uh, thoughts on tipping or haircuts or anything else like that, you can go ahead and let us know uh, in the comments down below. But that's it for this week. Sean, why don't you go ahead and take us out? Thank you for playing.